0: morning. Welcome to the Acres Law Firm video podcast. This is a show about legal topics that friends and family want to know. I'm Taylor Kosla, a partner at Acres Law Firm, and today we're speaking with Cook County Public Defender Mario Casario. Mario has worked as a public defender for the past year, and he represents clients in post-conviction cases. Mario, how are you?
1: Wonderful. Thank you for having me on the program
0: thank you for joining me today. We met a few years ago at a Justinian Society event, and I think you were still in law school at the time. That is correct. Yeah, now you're working for one of the largest criminal defense firms in the country. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do as a public defender?
1: Sure. So public defenders generally represent indigent defendants, clients, Um, we are appointed by the court. So if a client doesn't have money for a private attorney, um, we represent them in their matters in their criminal matters.
0: And there are various divisions of the law office of the county public defender. Can you tell me about the post conviction cases that you primarily handle?
1: Yes. So I'm in what's called legal resource division. So legal resource division is appeals and post convictions um, exclusively. And so I'm in the post conviction unit of legal resource division. So my clients have already been convicted and I get their cases generally after they filed a pro se petition and the court believed that there was some type of merit or that the defendant could um, use uh, help to amend the petition. So I get appointed by the court.
0: And do you have any sort of specialization? Or is there a particular type of case that you mostly handle?
1: So um, the nature of these cases is generally going to be a pretty serious offense, because the fact that they've already been convicted, and they are trying to look for a legal remedy um, or some type of mitigation in the amount of years that they were sentenced. So, <clears throat> um, most of my cases are, uh, attempt murders and rapes.
0: Okay. And you have an extremely compelling story about how you came to be a public defender. Just five years ago, you were in prison for being wrongly convicted of murder. Can you tell me about how your experience paved the path for you to be where you are today?
1: Yeah, I have an extremely uh, unique vantage point of the criminal um, system, the criminal defense system. Um, Our justice system has definitely um, some flaws in it. And um, what I basically am going to specialize in my career is post-convictions and then, hopefully, at some point, civil rights. Um, when you have a successful petitioner and a petition is granted, so people get wrongfully convicted for a variety of things. Um, usually, it'll be like a false identification, or uh, potentially there a DNA case. Um, there is a uh, a wide wide array of uh, items that people get wrongfully convicted for. And what I'm trying to do is um, provide justice for those that, um, that need it.
0: You knew the moment that you were released that you were gonna dedicate your life to fixing the justice system that wrongfully put you behind bars. And the way to do that was by being an attorney. I think I read somewhere that within 90 days of being released from prison, you took the LSAT. Is that true?
1: It is. So I was released on September 25th, 2015, and I took the December LSAT. So while I was in prison, I I, um, was basically at the law library as often as I possibly could be. And I had a a very good dialogue with my uh, defense attorney, which is Kathleen Zellner. And um, based on our interactions early on, she said, you should probably go to law school when you get out of this because I think you would be a great attorney. And um, so I, I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could about the law, because I felt like nobody's ever going to work harder for your life than you are yourself. So um, the whole time that I was in prison, I was constantly reading case law, um, pertinent to particularly my case. Uh, and then now, obviously, i I'm looking at my client's cases. So that's a different fact pattern, but uh, generally um, I spent a lot of my time uh, trying to learn the law. I think I, I read Black's Law Dictionary front to back like five or six times because um, wow. when you're in prison at a maximum security 23 hour a day, uh, you're in your cell. So um, reading is a gateway to take you out of your cell and um, I did as best as I could to read as much as I could.
0: That's truly amazing. And after everything you went through, now you're a public defender doing exactly what you set out to do. What does a typical workday look like for you?
1: So I usually have court call every day in Cook County at 9.30 a.m. Uh, I, most of my cases are at 26 in California. I have some cases also in Bridgeview, so um, right now because we are on Zoom and operating remotely, um, I would go through my core call at home, and um, you go over with the judge what the pl- what the plan is going forward, whether or not we're going to amend the petition, whether or not um, I need additional discovery. Um, so you know there could be police reports. Uh, you know, depending on each case, there's a different fact pattern. So um, that kind of um, makes each case unique. And then, therefore, it'll be a different thing that I'm asking the court to do in each scenario.
0: You mentioned that you have about 40 cases right now. Do you think your clients are more willing to trust you because of your experiences with the system?
1: Uh, I generally don't mention it unless they do um, just because um, I don't feel the need to like boast, but I definitely have had multiple defendants. I have because I have a few that are actually no longer in custody and they're still fighting their case, which to me is a red flag that they're innocent because if they're still continuing to um, try to fight a conviction that they're no longer in custody for, um, usually, you know, most people would just let it go. So anyway, I've, I have a couple of clients that are actually out and they were able to Google my name. Um, and it definitely changed our camaraderie between our, the client and, um, the attorney. So I got a, is this really you, um, from, from a couple yeah. from one of them. And then he's like, thank God I finally got, you know, an attorney that's going to really look into my case. And I said, yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I truthfully believe most of the attorneys at the public defender's office are top notch. Um, but I think maybe some have gotten a bad rap because they have so many cases, um, and they were unable to put as much attention on a particular case because of the the large volume of case load.
0: Well, I think any client would be lucky to have you in their corner. Thank you. I ask this question of every attorney that comes on the podcast. How has COVID changed your practice?
1: Uh, well, I'm a lot less of a paper person. Everything is digital now. Um, I'm editing PDFs and putting notes on PDFs. Um, everything is remote We haven't had uh, any trials or serious hearings um, as a result of COVID. So a lot of things are essentially continued. And uh, once the courts back open back up, I think there's going to be a significant backlog um, to try to catch up. But um, I would say it's given me flexibility in my day. So uh, I can, I, I mean, I don't have to, commute to the office, uh, I work from home. So that's just changed things. I, I think I save a lot of time doing that. Um, it's also financially beneficial because I don't have to pay for parking or lunch or all the things that uh, you would normally do if I was at the Daily Center. So um, it's definitely been a change. And I think also uh, motion practice is, is interesting when it's on Zoom. Um, so We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to going back to regular court, actually.
0: When you say, said uh, motion practice has changed, how has it changed since the pandemic?
1: So um, I think there's an art to being an attorney and arguing in a live courtroom in front of a judge and being swift and with your arguments and being concise. And I think that a lot of your arsenal as a great attorney is mitigated via Zoom. I don't think that great trial attorneys would ever want to be um, conducting a trial on Zoom uh, because there's subtle, subtle things that great attorneys do. It's the way that you position your hands. It's the way that you make eye contact with the jury. It's the way that you explain things to the court. Um, and all these things kind of are lost in the shuffle on Zoom.
0: Right. Um, I agree with you. It's definitely changed our practice, the personal injury side of things. Uh, we're experiencing the same backlogs, the same delays, and it will be really interesting to see what happens when the courts actually open up. But all we can do is sit and wait. I don't know about 26 in Cal, but we haven't really been given an idea of when things will return to normal on the civil side.
1: So our department was fortunate enough to have been vaccinated or given the option to get a vaccination. Um, so I've already had my second shot, um, and I think most public defenders have elected to be vaccinated. In an effort, I believe there there's a lot of speculation at the courthouse that we're going to be back in full throttle sometime in May. Um, wow. But it is going to be—I I shouldn't say full throttle. I, I believe that they're pitching an idea of a staggered, um, court. So basically, you know, I would have court like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and not all week. Um, so we'll see. I mean, right now there's a lot of speculation, but, uh, I know that our union, um, is very concerned about it. Um, the public defender's office is a, is a union office. So, um, there's definitely a lot of, uh, concern going forward.
0: May is coming up on us really quickly. So um, that'll be interesting to see if it does return. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do some rapid fire questions. Mario, what is your favorite food? Pizza. What kind of pizza?
1: Uh, stuffed Giordano's.
0: Oh, that's, that's a good choice. Are you a cheese guy? Or do you like toppings?
1: I, yeah, I mean, throw some meat on there, but yeah, cheese is, I mean, it's just an awesome pizza.
0: It is. So. What is your favorite animal?
1: Uh, A dog.
0: Do you have a dog?
1: My parents have a beautiful dog.
0: What kind of dog is it?
1: I don't even know, but it's just really cute. Every, <laughs> time, every time that I have it, it's a showstopper.
0: That's great.
1: People stop to, you know, the neighbor's ring the bell to ask if they could walk our dog.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: All the kids in the neighborhood try to also watch the dog. It's pretty funny. That's great. Yep.
0: If you could teach one subject in school, what would it be?
1: Um, I plan at some point to teach criminal procedure um, or maybe a pilot advocacy um, in law school somewhere. Um, but that's a little bit down the road.
0: I hope you get to do that one day. I'm sure you will. What do you like to do on the weekends?
1: I like to travel. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, um, travel quite a, quite a bit. And, um, I always look forward to the next excursion
0: I'm sure your trail opportunities have diminished over the past year, but I hope you get back to it as soon as possible.
1: Absolutely.
0: Mario, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Um, so I have a website that is www.casharolaw.com, which is the phonetic spelling of my name and then law. So C-A-S-C-I-A-R-O-L-A-W.com.
0: And what phone number can they reach you at? Uh,
1: 312-324-4699.
0: Thank you. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, and I look forward to seeing you at the next Justinian event or other networking event.
1: Absolutely. I look forward to that day as well.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Mario.
1: Thank you, Taylor. Have a wonderful day.
0: You too.